Welcome to Oncology and Technology, a podcast from CareVive, where we're improving the lives of cancer patients through better outcomes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Oncology and Technology, a podcast brought to you by CareVive. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for being here with us today. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be taking a look back at 2022, some of the major developments, some of the ways that we've seen oncology move and change over the last year. And we're also going to cast an eye forward to 2023, take a look at some of the trends, some of the things, and what we expect moving forward. And so joining me here for this podcast, we have a fantastic cast here joining us. We have John Elliott, VP of Sales at CareVive. John, welcome. Hey, thanks so much, Tyler. Absolutely. And we're also joined by Risha Sharon. She is the clinical strategist at CareVive. Risha, welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And finally, last but not least, we have April Boyd, Clinical Product Manager at CareVive. April, welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So, John, let's start off just by uh, looking back at the previous year here as we uh, begin to wrap up 2022. Just give us a a current state of the industry and how you've seen things change here uh, over the course of the last year. Sure. Uh, Thanks again, Tyler. So, I mean, the big big shift in, um, well, I think just in healthcare broadly and then uh, specifically to oncology has been continued evaluation and how health systems and cancer centers are evaluating a shift to value-based care uh, from the traditional fee-for-service. So uh, the big announcements and the big transition everyone was anticipating uh, came right down to the wire right at the end of June, the announcement of the the next model in oncology, so the enhanced oncology model transition from the, um, the, the OCM model. So the OCM ended and EOM will begin in July of 23. So we're uh, right in the midst of this evaluation and transition um, for cancer centers thinking, you know, we, enro- we, we, we applied for and they don't know that EOM has not come out with whether or not centers have been accepted or not, uh, haven't come back with kind of the baseline data that they'll need to make that decision. So everybody's kind of in this evaluation and thinking, hey, am I going to do this on my own? Am I going to grow on the people, processes, technology, maybe they used for previous models. Are they going to grow on that? Or are they going to partner with uh, technology folks and consultants to, uh, to do more kind of third party and, and, and make the most of the different, um, uh, I'd say, again, technology and uh, people, process, and technology that are out there. So that's kind of, I think, the big theme of 2022, um, at least in oncology level. And I think that plays right into the bigger, broader health system space, which is, hey, we have lots of different data sources. Uh, we understand there's a transition from uh, fee-for-service to value-based plans. And how are we going to piece this together, right? How are health systems looking more broadly at, you know, we can uh, eliminate risk and, and either take things in-house and um, use data warehouses and different data and population health management tools to, you know, be more efficient because costs are, costs uh, to keep costs low. Um, the other big part there around reimbursement uh, is that the fee-for-service models have, you know, just in December, they released that they're going down uh, again. So another just um, force on a transition of change from value-based, or excuse me, from fee-for-service to value-based. So I gave a few examples of oncology specific, but I think that rolls all the way up to the health system more broadly of, um, you know, this transition. You know, John, it, it seems like um, we're kind of on the precipice of that that big shift, right? Like you mentioned, um, that that decrease in fee for service and moving more towards uh, value based care. What sorts of things is CareVive doing, maybe to help 
educate people or inform people on um, what this looks like? And maybe uh, is there anything coming in in 2023 that you can tell people about that that might help? Um, yeah, maybe educate the market a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've done a lot of educational events, uh, tried to reach out to subject matter experts and thought leaders in the oncology space. We did several webinars, podcasts throughout the second half of 2022, and we'll continue that theme into 2023. Early 2023, we'll have a uh, very focused webinar series around you know, what, what you can do, um, the resources, tools that are available in the market to help, to help your program really make the most of uh, these new models um, also and, and improve outcomes. So we're excited to release that and have that coming in early 2023. I think another example and something for everyone to be aware of is uh, when we looked at 2023 are more and more commercial plans. So you, know, you have things like EUM that are driven by CMMI and CMMS saying, hey, you know, this is what the Medicare population and how we're going to do reimbursement uh, to the biggest payer. But these other commercial plans and how they're getting and starting to dabble more and more into the value-based plans. So I think that was kind of more of the future and, 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 and we'll be right there to support and thought leaders and pulling in our clients and our advisors and our partners on what, you know, what's that look like and how we can all support each other and be successful into 2023. Excellent, excellent stuff. Risa, uh, you want to follow up on any of uh, John's comments there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to looking at the enhancing oncology model, um, sometimes it comes down to a dollars and cents decision around whether to be a part of the model or not. But the clinicians really see value in the spirit of what the model's trying to do. So clinicians are really looking at the model, even if they're not going to end up doing the model, they're seeing what are they including in there for patient outcomes to be better? What is it that they're doing to ensure that patients and clinicians are engaging together. So that includes things like health-related social needs screenings and the gradual implementation of EPROs, electronic patient reported outcomes. So even though people may not be in the model, people are looking at how to include this in their clinic environment. What resources are required and how do they even begin addressing these, these needs? So it's really interesting to see that shift um, as opposed to way back in 2016 when the original oncology care model came out. I think people just kind of looked at it as maybe I'm going to do it, maybe not, and then forgot about it if they weren't. People are looking at this as this is what's to come in the future. So that's really exciting. Um, other areas just to highlight specifically is, is health equity. So health equity has been a major theme of CMS and will continue to do so, I'm sure. Um, and specifically in oncology, people are looking toward solutions of how to even understand what health equity disparities there may be within their clinic environment. So a tool such as CareVive can help with that, create non-biased approach into evaluating patient needs. Um, and they're really looking to make that not just a screening tool, but then how to address those needs. And then the last thing I want to say for the future in 2023, I really think that people are going to be looking at patients and just assuming that they're going to engage in a digital tool. Um, way back, it was kind of, I don't think our patients are going to do this. And now when you QR code the menu at the restaurant locally, you can now kind of engage in these tools very freely. So I think that'll be less of a barrier in the future. Risa, that's a, that's a really great point. Um... Yeah, just that that idea that people are becoming more and more comfortable with certain digital tools. Like you mentioned, I think a fantastic example of just QR codes at the at the restaurant. You know, I've seen 
more and more people obviously become comfortable with using that out of necessity. And I think that that does really filter down to other areas of their life. And so I think we'll see more and more patients, I, I would I would assume, become more and more comfortable using these digital tools. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's where we're going to look towards our um, early 2023 um, in webinars, and we're going to call it the EOM Open House. And those are the kinds of topics that we love to discuss with people. How do people engage in these kinds of tools? Kind of back and forth around what are people seeing in the barriers and what are people kind of doing to address any barriers? How are people aging out kind of of that idea that my elderly patients aren't going to do this. And that's not really true anymore. So we'd love to talk through that with, with our um, potential clients in the future. Yeah, yeah, really, really great point. And that, that leads us nicely, I think, into to talking about patient experience, which April, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as it relates to, to what we've seen in 2022 and where you see things going in 2023. Yeah, thank you. I, Risa, you, sa- you said that so well. And We've seen a lot of enthusiasm around the features that we have built this year around engagement. So ePros is such a richly complex um, tool for patient care and in understanding the uh, patient experience, but the technology makes it really simple to engage with both the care teams and understanding the patients and how they report how they're doing and then also the patients themselves engaging with it, right? They can um, respond to these questions in the comfort of their own home. They can um, know that someone is hearing from them. They're being educated in real time. The care team members that we've worked with have given us incredible insights into how to build these features that are accessible to um, the broader community, right? So we're not just getting a partial kind of data. We're really getting diverse um, data from many different people engaging with the system and easily doing so for the most part. So like you said, that equity of access is really important. And then that um, unbiased uh, richness of the data so that can inform so many things, both individual, personalized, contextual care, And then also your understanding of the community that you're serving, which is certainly of interest to uh, the different groups we have working with our software. Yeah, I think that's that's really, really well put. Um, So, John, as you you look ahead to 2023, we've we've kind of hit on some of these things already. But what sorts of things are you going to be keeping an eye on? Maybe big events or trends or uh, if if you see things go this way, then that means this. You know, what what, what sorts of things are you going to be watching? Can you watch how? systems um, are going to react to having more data. Um, so I think that's, uh, you take that at scale and apply it to health system strategy, uh, but you take it specifically to CareVive and the oncology space, and you have you know, real world evidence and patient reported outcomes, and you have this data and how, what do you do with that? And how do you use that as a measuring stick to not only adoption, whether it be you know, the utility uh, of ePros, but then, you know, the overall impact in, uh, on, on patient outcomes. So, uh, or on clinical outcomes. So I think that's maybe the, we bring it back to data. And I think that's where the future continues to go. We see that in healthcare uh, across all venues of care. And in our case, very specific to oncology, I think we'll continue to see more and more um, value coming out of what, what systems are using or how systems are using data. And, and, and we're fortunate to be, I'd say, kind of the thought leaders and really experienced in this space. We've proven that throughout the OCM model. And um, 
looking forward to prove that with uh, with the market in the enhanced oncology model. And, and, and again, those commercial models that we're seeing more and more, uh, folks dabble in that space, commercial payers um, do more and more in that space. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we begin to maybe wrap up this conversation and kind of tie a bow on 2022 and look ahead again to 2023, um, what do you want people to walk away with? What do you hope people to uh, understand and learn after uh, checking out this episode? Risa, let's, let's start with you. What, what do you want people to, to know after they, uh, they listen to this podcast? Um, they don't have to do it on their own. So, so often uh, clinicians are looking to try to do homegrown solutions. It's so expensive, manual, time intensive, both with technology teams of their own, which should be helping their own clinicians. So we're there to support um, and we want to. Um, so we um, can take the burden off of technology teams in-house and take the burden off of clinician teams so that we can support you. Um, you don't have to do it alone. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. April, uh, what, what do you hope people understand after after listening to this episode? That we have um, a really strong clinical team here at CareVive. Um, and what that allows us to do is to understand the care team experience and the patient experience and to bring something to the table that's really connective for both those groups. Nobody goes through cancer in isolation. A lot of times their caregiver and communities are involved. And uh, we understand that well, and we bring something um, that people can engage with from many different uh, viewpoints uh, for the cancer journey. Very well said. John, uh, wrap us up here today. Anything, uh, anything else that you want to mention today, or uh, what do you hope people maybe walk away with and understand after listening to this episode? Yeah, that uh, data is driving uh, both transformation and outcomes improvement in healthcare. And, you know, there's lots of... Uh, there's lots of tools and resources available in the market to help not only the providers, but the systems and, and improving their processes. And we would urge everyone to to carefully evaluate those because they're not all the same. Um, yeah. So that that would say I'd say the, the number one takeaway from from our conversation here today and that, you know, those key when I say they're not just one, but there's lots of options. I think, you know, April, you did a great job there emphasizing on the clinical skill sets that that are available, you know. We see this massive transformation and shift of skill sets from the bedside and having nurses be at the bedside. Well, taking those skill sets, we've done this throughout our, our, uh, our mini series where it was focused on taking clinical um, skill sets at scale. Um, both Risa and April participated in those podcasts and sharing their experience and how they're taking them to scale and, and utilizing them, sharing them. Um, so those are perfect examples of how CareVibe differentiates essentially. Um, so we look forward to doing more and more of that uh, as we roll into 2023. Very, very well said by all of you. John Elliott, Risa Sharon, and April Boyd. And again, like John mentioned, you can go back and check out previous episodes with everyone on the podcast today where we've talked a little bit more in depth about their experience and what they're doing and how they're changing uh, the world of oncology at CareVive. Um, everyone, thank you so much for joining me here for this episode of Oncology and Technology. It's been a pleasure getting a chance to uh, wrap up 2022 with all of you and look ahead to a new year. Thank you again for joining me. Thank you, John. Absolutely. And everyone, reminder on the 2023, uh, early in 2023, the webinar series on EOM uh, that's going to be coming out from CareVive. Make sure to visit the CareVive website, carevive.com, for more information and to stay up to date with the latest there. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of Oncology and Technology. You can always subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts these days. You can find the show to make. So make sure to subscribe and stay up to date with the latest episodes. And we'll see you next time.